We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. WinBet is now live in all these states, and the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game betting odds on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. Hello and welcome to the Rotovids College Football Fantasy Podcast, your place for all things Debbie, college DFS, and college football betting advice. I'm your host, Dave Fonlico, joined by my co-host, Matt Wispay. You can find us on the Rotoviz radio main feed. And of course, you can find us on the College Football Fantasy Podcast feed, which if you're not following us in both places, you absolutely should. We're always out a couple days earlier on our individual feed. You can find him on Twitter at WispyTheKid. You can find me at StayFunLaCo, Matthew Jordan Wispay. I don't know your middle name. Um, how are you? <laughs> how are you doing? It's not Jordan. Um, I'm <laughs> Jordan's good. our our previous co-host. I'm sure that that would have come up at some point. Maybe that's what? why that name came to mind. Who knows? We miss you, Hoover. Anyway, hey. you were too good <laughs> at betting. Um, Speaking of being good at betting, somebody did really well. One of the two of us. Yeah, six and one, baby. I, anyway. I mean, the one you, the, in fairness, the one you missed, you put three units on. Shh. <laughs> that's it was irrelevant. funny you were perfect going into that game and i just didn't want to mention it to you that you were perfect yeah and i'm just like i mean the game's about to kick off <laughs> we're both probably going to lose this yeah. I, I figured it once it was 14 nothing after like 20 seconds i was like well he's in trouble <laughs> yeah because he needed this to not be a shootout yeah i Looking back, it was a bad process. Anyway, I asked you how you were doing, and then I interrupted you to talk about my six and one. Um, I'm all right. I'm tired. I have an old man injury. Um, but otherwise, <laughs> I'm good. I mean, I'm I'm generally good. Uh, have a, We had the Ohio State win. Um, Ohio State's in the middle of making a whole bunch of coaching changes. Um, nothing substantial, though. Nothing major. We got a, a commitment. I asked how you were, not how Ohio yeah, State Yeah, but is. here's the thing. That's, <laughs> what is my mood based on when it comes to, like, college football? It's Ohio this State. What are they doing? Generally, I'm good. Work's fine. Life is fine. Just old man injuries and uh, 
Yeah. Uh, so how's everything going for you over there? Man, uh, we had a rough week here in Colorado last week. Uh, exactly a week ago today, uh, we had some pretty big fires in Louisville, Superior area. Um, over 800 homes burned down. My office where I do my day job had to be evacuated. The field right next to us uh, is charred. Uh, luckily, not luckily, unfortunately, it was 24 hours late, but the next day we got a bunch of snow and that put out the remaining fires. But uh, yeah, just been been pretty tough around here. Uh, there's definitely a lot of places people can donate if they would feel so uh, moved. Um, definitely check out out because, uh, yeah, pretty sad. Um, a lot of people, a lot of friends of mine lost their houses. It's pretty rough times. But uh, I, one of the things I love about sports is it gives you the opportunity to kind of um, distract yourselves from some of the craziness of, of normal life. Like today, I was with a bunch of my uh, colleagues sitting around eating lunch today, and uh, we were just sitting there talking about football, talking about the national championship game, and just gives us a nice distraction. One of my guys, uh, Mike Smith, shout out to you, brother. I'm actually going to watch the game at his place. Huge Georgia fan, and uh, he's taking the over. He's, so he's taking Georgia and the under in the first half, and then for the game, he wants Bama plus three and over 52 and a half. So that's Mike Smith's official plays. Um, I wanted to get his his official plays out there. <laughs> so just, yeah, just make that public. He's like, yeah. I, guys, I was keeping this one under the hat, but uh, yeah. So so if you want to know what Mike's doing, that's what Mike's doing, and he's a huge Georgia fan, and he's he's uh, he's full full fading Georgia minus three. So anyway, uh, what do we want to talk about? We're gonna go into we're gonna get well, into some bets here in a little bit. We are um, we do we are still let's like. Go first. We uh we are still a fantasy football podcast and uh at times and so I do want to mention a couple of like meaningful things that have happened this off season because well I like talking about them. Um did you see the news today that Zach Evans officially committed oh, to Gomez? That's an interesting landing spot. I'm a little bit worried that Snoop Connor may still spell him occasionally. Although yes, I he don't should. think but I don't think it'll be as bad as with Jerry Ealy, who it seemed like the coaching staff had no faith in whenever they would get into like um, scoring opportunity spots. Whereas Zach Evans, I think, is probably a little more equipped to do well in those spots. So I, I really like that landing spot. And then I think um, it's a huge like for Debbie purposes or whatever, I think he's a huge, that's a huge upgrade for him. I think he's going to be able to produce pretty massively there. See, he did well at TCU. It was just, I, the issue with Zach Evans has never been talent. Zach Evans on pure like talent alone would probably be the running back two in this class for me. I think he'd be just behind Bichon. Um, but he's such a head case. He's yeah. such a head. And if he, but if he seems, if he's getting it all together and he seems like he's, um, really just kind of locked in for his process this year. I mean, his production will probably be better than Jameer yeah. Gibbs, who's the guy in front of him, and it'll probably be better than Tank Bigsby. So it's yeah. uh, I do like that landing spot. The other interesting one was the, the Dylan Gabriel pump fake. <laughs> yes. um, Dylan Gabriel committed to UCLA. We all saw it. The day after, or I guess it was the night even, that Caleb Williams announced he was going to be heading into the portal – Dylan Gabriel's like, no, 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 no. I'm going to go play for my or for Jeff Levy um, and Brent Venables with the Oklahoma Sooners. And honestly, like, it's so interesting because now um, there's some, like, really interesting stuff for, like, if you're a CFF player um, or any or C2C, like, Dylan Gabriel just got really valuable again. Um, 
I didn't love the UCLA landing spot for his uh his upside for day for DFS. I didn't love it for um college fantasy. college fantasy or C to C, but I, I really like that. Uh, the one name I'm now tracking is uh, John Reese Plum- John Reese Plumley. Um, who, who let's let's not forget should have been starting ahead of Matt Corral years ago. Uh, he should have. Um, Sorry, but I'm really interested to see where he goes um, because there's some thought that he may end up at U at uh, UCF with Gus Malzahn. And if you really have watched Gus Malzahn's offense over the last few years, uh, he likes mobile quarterbacks. He likes essentially playing a running back at quarterback. So um, these are all just kind of random thoughts that are in my head that make college football fun. Um, but John Reese Plumley is someone who I think for like daily next year will be a lot of fun. But I, I mean. Dylan Gabriel to Oklahoma, I, I think it gives him stock a pulse. So he was, he was dead. I, I haven't actually looked at this, and you you probably will know after thinking for fourteen seconds. But how many years will this be now? I know this year was different because they didn't have a transfer. But how many years, um, like what out of what many years will it be that OU is starting a transfer at UB? Because there's well, obviously so the, Jalen Hurts. Well, there was Hurts. There's uh, Kyler, Kyler there's Murray. Baker. Kyler, yeah, Baker. That's, I mean, that's, it's, it's probably like four. Four out of the last five years. Well, this would be five out of the last six four. years. Yeah. That's crazy. And, that's so crazy. I love it though. Like, I mean, I, I have no problem I mean, with the transfer portal, by the way. But I'm, I'm super pro transfer portal. So I am not going to complain. It's, it's exciting. I want to see where Robbie Ashford goes, actually. That's the new one I'm tracking. Um, Ashford, former Oregon. Former mm-hmm. Oregon Duck. Yeah. I think that'll be an interesting one. So yeah, he's but, from Alabama, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him go back to the southeast. Yep. But so it's all, all good. I think this is an interesting time. Um, well, we did have, you know, the national college football playoff. We did have the semifinals on um, New, Year's New Year's Eve. Eve. By the way, get those games on New Year's Day. I, right. I understand why New Year, why they do it. There's a reason. The reason that the Rose Bowl outdrew both of them is because it's on New Year's Eve. So get those games off New Year's Eve. Get them on New Year's Day, or screw it, put them on the second. Like give them their own, yeah, their own time. But so I guess give me. Do you have any thoughts about? Did we? Did you learn anything about Alabama from their game against Cincinnati? I was a little bit surprised at how uncomfortable Bryce Young looked early. Uh, I was surprised. Mm-hmm. I wasn't surprised that Cincinnati was able to get a little bit of pressure. I was surprised that he uh, wasn't really doing much with it. Like he he wasn't like finding open receivers. He was mm-hmm. bailing pretty early on plays. That surprised me. I thought Bryce Young would be better. Other than that, <laughs> not particularly. Yeah, I think generally I have the same thought. I think we sort of forgot. After the Georgia game, I think we all sort of forgot that Alabama's offensive line wasn't great this year. Like that was, we thought, was we, fi- very, we thought they fixed it, right? I, I mean, I I thought maybe they f- were starting to figure things out, but like in pass protection, even against Cincinnati, there there were struggles, and part of that was just, I mean, Cincinnati's really good in coverage. Um, they have three guys that are all viable um, Power Five starting caliber players. Um, and two NFL caliber players in their secondary. So, I mean, they made life difficult. And I'm going to say something I never thought I would say. I think Alabama missed John Mechie. <laughs> I, and I say this only because 
they basically with Mech so Mechu was their like lower explosiveness but high volume guy to kind of eat up some of those chunk yards, but that that type of style would then open things up for the deep ball to Jameson Williams because you couldn't ever you really could never double um right. Williamson and I I just think it was it, it was interesting because then they just tried to turn Jameson Williams into this middle of the field guy and yeah, that's just it's weird. not hit I think he's a very talented player I think that he can probably do multiple things but if you want to use him to his strengths his strength is take the top off the defense and really just make things happen or even if you're not going to take like just use them on these the long touchdown uh high air yard plays use them on stuff where the goal is chunk plays and i was kind of surprised to see that he was basically ineffective in a that pos- those a spots. possession yeah he was like more like they turned him into a possession receiver it was, which it was, was odd weird. i i would have thought that th- this would have been a nice spot to like god it he must be in the doghouse but really unleash it unleash a jaleel billingsley or even mm-hmm. heck Slade Bolden is probably just as good as John Mechie, so they should have probably just been throwing to Slade Bolden. Um, but either way, I mean, I think we all knew early on when Alabama in the first drive pretty much just showed everyone they didn't respect Cincinnati's defense because they just ran it nine consecutive times. I mean, one of those won. was a quarterback. It was a called pass. One thing that mm-hmm. drove me crazy, it was a called pass, and um, uh, Bryce ran it himself and like they haven't called any like i know you're not saying this but the commentators like they have run every single play this game i was like well technically but not actually but yes yeah (laughs) i mean they were they were looking to get a passing spot in there but it was it was all running running runs and their their offensive line really did in the run protection kind of manhandle them i will say i'm a little bit concerned jc latham um who's a true freshman was a number one offensive tackle in the class of 2021. Um, he had to come into this game and play guard and he's, he's fine. Um, but I do worry if he's still, if he has to start against Georgia, it's a different animal than going up against Cincinnati. And I would be a little bit worried. And I think they lost another player in this game as well, where there's another offensive lineman that's questionable. So I think if you're was, an maybe Alabama backer, center, maybe, yeah, if you're an Alabama backer, I would be, a little bit worried about that and maybe be looking um looking for a hedge spot um but honestly like i it's it's hard to say i think this will be a good game regardless um georgia and michigan i'll be honest i watched very little of this game because well it was michigan and i didn't care and honestly i knew what the game was going to look like when you have two teams that are basically built in the same mold it comes down to talent and right the talent gap between these two teams was painfully obvious. I was Georgia, surprised. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I, Georgia is one of the most talented teams in the country. They are, there are two teams that are kind of on a tier alone, and it's Georgia and Alabama. And to be honest with you, like the way that these two teams or the way that Georgia is built is built very similar to Michigan, and the way they want to win games is very similar to Michigan. And it was not overly surprising that when you have – when you match them up it there was no scheme that was going to magically flip this um so yeah i I mean georgia did what they always do which is they just kind of steamrolled someone yeah my biggest surprise my biggest takeaway was that stetson bennett actually looked pretty damn good for the most part until 
they got up and then he started making very strange decisions. Like he, yeah. and, and, and to me, I was actually talking to my boy, Mike, who I mentioned earlier about this. I almost, Mike was on Georgia. Yeah. Um, Georgia first half Bama plus three for the game. I was saying, like, I almost wonder if Stetson Bennett playing that well might become a problem for Georgia in this game. If he's overconfident and trying to throw balls that he has no right attempting because he doesn't have the talent of Bryce Young or, you know, CJ Stroud or whomever, if he's trying to go blow to blow with Bryce Young, it could be a big problem for Georgia and we could see a few interceptions. Um, so, uh, I, I I was concerned. I mean, I was surprised by Stetson's play. He he ran the ball well. I thought at times, and, and he looked good throwing the ball. And then you would see these really weird choices where he was running around and just throwing up fifty fifty balls when they're up fourteen or seventeen or whatever it was. And I was like, oh, maybe uh, maybe that's not smart. But I I uh, man, I had a teaser where I had Michigan like up to plus ten and a half, and that didn't come close. <laughs> Um, I mean, it, it's interesting because, like I said, these those two teams are basically built the same, which is that they have to front run. Yeah. Like, they're not built to really come back on anyone. Michigan's actually, weirdly, a little bit more built to come back because their quarterback is competent. Um, he's not good, but he's competent. Um, I, they, I, I don't know. I, I had no major takeaway. This is exactly the game I thought we'd get. That's why both of us were on Georgia minus seven and a half for multiple multiple unit uh, wagers on it. That one was sort of obvious, and I'm not particularly surprised. Whereas, yeah, I, I mean, I think this coming out of the game, I think it's just a matter of do you think that Georgia can adjust um, from the SEC championship to now and more, maybe more so, do you think Alabama can still exploit the Georgia secondary without a guy like Mechie um, is someone going to step into that role or is it going to just be, is the passing game going to look about as stagnant as it did against Cincinnati? And that's, I, I mean, I think that's a tough question. Um, if I were to like my numbers right now, have this game at Georgia minus three and a half. Um, Cause I think I did half a point for Mechie. So I, I mean I, I think it's a really tough call. I would probably wait a back. second. Wait, wait, don't say it. Let's let's hear your thoughts on the other side of the break. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the story of the one. 
As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And we're back. I had to tease it. I needed people to listen to all those great ads. Continue. All right. So I, my numbers have this one with Georgia at minus three and a half. I, so my my play on this game would be just to back Georgia. I thought going into the the SEC championship game that they were the better team. I still genuinely believe that they are the better team, but they, they have to front run. I don't believe that Stetson Bennett is a good enough quarterback, and I don't believe that they have the wide receiver skills or wide receiver skill set needed to really make a comeback play because, I mean, let's be honest about what their passing game is. It's Brock Bowers, and Brock Bowers is awesome, but it's Brock Bowers, and he's not exactly going to. And a little bit of Cook sprinkled in here and there. I mean, they've got other options, but when you're talking about their receivers that they have and the guys that are supposed to be skill players, it's just it's not a group that really should inspire that much confidence. So, again, the hope for them is they get out to a 10-point lead, keep just kind of grinding the clock, and just – kind of go blow for blow once you get to that spot once you're ahead because you're not going to contain Alabama the whole game but you do need to contain them enough that when it gets to that Stetson Bennett doesn't have to play from behind because if the game is in uh, Stetson Bennett's hands they're they're probably not winning um but realistically I mean so I, I know where you stand on this um which side are you taking so right now the line and I'm only going to reference DraftKings because that's what I have open in front of me. The line right now is Georgia minus three, and you can get that at minus 105. Um, and if you want Alabama plus three, it's minus 115. Where are you at on that side? If I'm going, well, I'm taking, do you want my official pick? Are we? I don't think we're doing full-on official picks, but we're going to talk through all of our favorite bets. I'm on Alabama money line. You're on Alabama money line, which is at yeah. plus 125 right now. Yeah. Um, um, and so I'm assuming you would take plus three. Yeah. In that. What was the juice on that? Did you say it's minus one fifteen? Yeah. Just give me money line. Uh, I think if Bama well, wins, it's not necessarily close. I don't mind. I, I, I don't need the, it's not worth the three points to pay the juice. Um, no, I'd rather, I'd rather just do money line. Um, I, I totally five with, cents are really going to bite you. I toyed with uh, doing an outline, but that's screwed me so many times. Um, but I, I, I might do a little sprinkle on like a Bama minus six or something like that. So um, Bama minus six, just because. Oh wait, wait, not even listed on DraftKings. Bama minus three is plus one fifty five though, so okay, that'll give you some idea. Yeah. So anyway, um, I, I think Bama is the better team. I think Bama has the better coaching staff. I do think that, you know, Mechie being out is unfortunate. I think that Chikori Brooks, Billingsley, Latu, who um, has been a threat in the red zone, I, I think they're going to be just fine, and I think we're going to see a heavy dose of um, of the run game. So uh, I think Bama gets out. I think it starts pretty slow. It's going to be, you know, like a feel, feel each other out first quarter, 
Um, I definitely am leaning under on the first half as well. I think I think it's at like what twenty six. Um, but my favorite play twenty five and a half. My favorite play um, that I've already done is I don't know if it's still out there. I played it this morning, but Alabama uh, team total over twenty five and a half was at plus one hundred, and I liked that an awful lot. So I, I've got a few plays on this game that I do like. Um, I like some. I like looking at these halftime full time bets. Mm-hmm. Where so it's who is leading at half, who uh, takes a game uh, at the end. Um, if you want to say so, your your buddy's bet, Mike. Shout out, yeah. Mike. Um, Georgia uh, winning at halftime, and Alabama winning at the money line. You get plus one thousand odds on that. Wow. Um, I like that actually. Yeah, that's. I think that's an interesting play. Um, just because I think the idea is, is that both they Vegas sort of expects that both of these teams are a little bit front runner ish. Um, because if you want to do like Alabama leads at half and Georgia takes the game, it's only plus plus seven fifty. I would have thought half, those would be the other way around actually. Yep. I think, uh, the I'm trying to see if there's any other ones that are, I mean, if you want to think if they're tied at half on either way, it's plus 2200 for Bama to win plus 1700 for Georgia to win. I, like I said, I think if I was going to make a play on that one, I actually really do like that plus 1000 odds um, for Georgia with leading in half. But um, realistically, I, I think some of my favorite bets are, are some of the props in this one. Um, one thing I was looking at is an anytime touchdown for Brock Bowers is minus 130. As I said, I mean, their, their passing game really goes through him. And, and he's, especially in the red zone. Yeah. I mean, he's got do 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 vamp vamp while I sit here and no, nah, I'm just um he has Brock Bowers as a f- true freshman has uh 12 touchdowns this year. Um I mean there's there's no denying they they use him as their touchdown threat. So while I do think Alabama and Nick Saban are going to try and take him away, he's just a really good football player and I expect right. that he's going to get peppered with enough targets that I mean, I'll, I'll pay the minus one thirty to get us get him as a score. Um, another player that I do kind of like for an anytime score in the game is Jacory Brooks. Um, I'm about to say Jacory Brooks' name an awful lot on player props. I like because yeah. I think that he is the guy that is going to start getting utilized fairly frequently. Um, but getting him at plus two seventy five as an anytime score, I mean, he's been um, he's been his usage has really jumped up. Kind of ever since the SEC, I mean, the last two games, they've utilized him a lot. Um, And I think he's kind of the, I think he's the viable second option behind Jameson Williams. So I I, I think this might be the breakout game for him. Um, Not necessarily breakout. I think the SEC championship was the breakout game for him. But even then, I think this is, this is probably a good spot. Um, And piling onto that, just because player props are fun. If you want to get his reception line is only two and a half. Um, it is, it was juiced, I believe, a little bit. It was, uh, no, it was actually plus 100 if you want to take over two and a half. And then his receiving yards, I think it's like 40, 45 and a half. And that one's juiced to minus 115. So it, I think if I was going to go all in on any player in this game for my props, Chicory Brooks is really one I'm looking at. Yeah, you said so. In Colorado, we can't do player props, so I didn't get a chance to look at many of them until you sent them to me. 
Uh, one of the ones that I liked, I'm just making sure I got the number right, um, was maybe taking a flyer on Jermaine Burton. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to see over 35 and a half yards at minus 115 looked interesting to me. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's a type of player that can get that one catch, you know? So I, I liked that one. I also liked his um, receptions, I think, was only two and a half. Let me see if that was right. Yeah, two and a half. And that's at plus 110. So uh, I obviously can't play them myself, but I would like to play those. If someone wants to uh, put those in for me and then Venmo me, we can talk about the details. <laughs> <laughs> that's illegal. I'm joking, DraftKings. I'm never going to do that. Um, but I, I, I think Jermaine Burton would be uh, would be an interesting one, kind of in that same vein as uh, your Ja'Cory Brooks kind of the the secondary target there um but i think could have a a a decent game especially if georgia is trailing yeah i'm i was trying to look at like rushing yards but to be honest with you i don't think any of these are super interesting what do you Um, think though the the brian line is 64 and a half if you if you had to choose one what would you what would you lean i don't want to go against this georgia run defense so i'm probably taking the under there um, this isn't Cincinnati. I would, this isn't, I would lean over, but yeah, I hear well, you. You like overs. I, I root for, <laughs> I root for winners. Um, I, I think Georgia's run defense is still ridiculous. And I think they, they have the linebacker play to make life difficult because I think the trenches may end up being a bit of a wash in this game. So it's, it, the run defense is really going to come down to linebacker play. And I think their linebackers are good enough. And honestly, I think that the Alabama, focus is going to be to try and exploit the Georgia secondary, which is still really questionable. Um, right. So I, I, and even I in that Michigan game, like Michigan had chances, their quarterbacks just couldn't connect. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I think the Darion Kendrick isn't a good quarter or he's not a good cornerback. I think he looks better because of the fact that they're consistently putting pressure on quarterbacks when they're forced and, Quarterbacks are having to play catch up in a lot of spots and that makes him look okay. But don't forget that Darion Kendrick was a guy that got absolutely destroyed by Ohio state um, in the semifinal last year. He's not, he's not really a good player. So um, I would not be overly worried about him if I'm Alabama. And that's why I think they're going to continue to try and win this game through the air. So that's why if I were leaning it, I'd probably be on the under on Brian Robinson. Um, I know you like the Stetson Bennett 13 and a half yards line. Um, yes, the rushing rushing there? yard. Um, some of his success against Michigan came running the ball. I think they're going to want to move the pocket to try to buy him some more time. And I don't think that they're going to have a whole lot of success finding receivers. So I think he's going to be, I don't think there are going to be many designed runs, but I mean, 13 and a half, he can get that in one carry. I think they're, they're going to be playing from behind and be throwing the ball. So I think he's going to have the... Um, it's kind of by necessity trying to keep plays alive, trying to keep drives alive. He's going to be running it. So I think that's a really low number. I would have played it up into the 20s, honestly. What is, I guess, what you, because in college football, sacks are part of your rushing yardage. Right. Um, what is your concern with like a Will? Because Will Anderson is the the obvious threat to you there. So what, is, I mean, I guess what's your thought? Did you because they have such a, an elite pass rusher, does that, should that come into play at all? Or do you just think Absolutely. that that's Bennett is a guy that most likely is going to do something? Yeah, I think absolutely that comes into play, but I think that's why they're going to move the pocket because a lot of times Will Anderson, um, he doesn't go 
I have not watched every Will Anderson snap. He is a murderer. But it's often pressure up the middle. And that's what people will tell you is like quarterbacks hate pressure up the middle. Um, I think that's why they'll move the pocket and you'll see him scrambling. I think I think most of his runs will be for two to four yards. <laughs> but then I think he'll break one off that, you know, get an eight, nine yard gain. Um, you know, I think. I think it'd be naive to say he won't get sacked at all. Of course, he's going to probably get sacked, but I think he'll be able to make up for it. So, um, yeah, I like the number. Um, I think I think, I think Stetson Bennett, uh, he's a I won't say he's a liability in the passing game. That's not very fair, but he's not elite. Um, but he is he is much more mobile than maybe people who haven't watched much Georgia might realize. Yeah, I mean, I think that's probably reasonable. I think the one that I do like looking at it now, um, you can get plus 130 on over two and a half passing touchdowns for Bryce Young. I think this all kind of goes back to your idea or to the idea of who is winning. If you think Alabama is going to win, this is actually a pretty nice bet for me because I think that the passing game is is going to be where they're really finding scoring opportunities. So I, I like that number at two and a half. He had three against them um, in the SEC championship game. He had three against Cincinnati in a game that honestly didn't feel like he scored that much. And he went only he had. So they were in four games this year. So they have played 13 games, 14 games this year in four of those games. He's gotten under two and a half. So it, it's a it's a pretty solid spot here considering the juice you're getting. So right. that is probably really all. I mean, I, like I said, I think my big plays on this game are look at the Ja'Cory uh, Brooks props and go over on them and then also take him as a scorer and then over two and a half passing touchdowns for Bryce Young. Otherwise, I mean, my plays are Georgia um, minus three. Um, Which I know you can find at two and a half at some books. So yeah, I, I mean to be honest with you, I don't even feel great about that one. But I think if I'm going to, if I'm going to hedge all of my player props, it's going to be on a Georgia one. Um, but then if I'm not going to take Georgia, I do really like this Georgia leading at halftime, losing the game um, at full time, and that's ten to one, so plus one thousand. Yeah, I like that one too. Um, yeah, my big ones are the team total over for Alabama at 20, the 25 and a half on Caesars. You can get plus 100 on DraftKings. It's 24 and a half, but, um, it's like minus 115 or whatever. Um, so either one of those I like, uh, I always like going with the bigger number than getting some, getting that even money back. So, uh, <laughs> Matt just rolled his eyes at me. Um, and then I'm going to parlay all of my player props. No, just kidding. <laughs> no, I, I do like the Stetson Bennett rushing, and I like um, Jacory Brooks receptions. Um, what was the Jermaine other one I said? Burton. Yeah, Jermaine, Jermaine Burton, Burton as well. As well. Um, yeah, I like your Brooks takes. You were talking about him, and I totally agree with all of that. Um, but Burton on Georgia's side, um, I think, could have a not an explosive day, but you know, four catches for 42 yards or something like that. Um, Three, three of them being bubble screens <laughs> and then one Let's deep shot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's kind of where I'm leaning. Uh, my my official play uh, is Alabama Moneyline, um, but I'm also going to play the minus three for some for some funsies. Yeah, I think that's where we're at. I, I mean, I so if I, screw it. We don't typically give score predictions, but it's national championship. It's our last game of the year. What do you got? Um, <laughs> do you want me uh, to just throw a number out there? I'll sure. make one up. 
Um, I'll take Georgia 38, Alabama 31. So you're on the over 52 then for sure. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Um, I will be playing the over definitely. I'll probably do a same game parlay where I'll take Alabama money line and the over and just have a little fun. <laughs> I like to lose money on same game parlays. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, I think, I think I'd take, ooh, trying to do the math in my head. Uh, 38. If you say 20, 38, 31, I'd, I'd 38, 38, 24, uh, Bama. I, I don't think it's that close of a game, unfortunately. I think the first quarter will feel close. Um, and then we'll see the onslaught. I, it's weird. I, it feels inevitable with that Nick Saban's just going to win another national title in the year that he's not supposed to win a national title. I know. Like this was, On a down this year. Was, this is the year that he's like, oh, we got a new starting quarterback. We just replaced eight players that were drafted <laughs> in the first two days of the NFL draft and blah, 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 blah. And yet it's it's Alabama. They're a machine. And yeah. it's the end of the year. Um, so whatever. I'm not <laughs> I'm not gonna root against this guy. He's obviously like the greatest to ever do it. So Yeah. I hate him. <laughs> it's all jealousy though. Uh well, maybe not for you. For me it is. Um but I don't know, that's good, man. I'm excited. It'll be a fun uh, hopefully it's a fun game. I hope I'm wrong. I hope it's a twenty four twenty one game. Um and you know. I hope it's like 54, 51. Like, yeah, let's, let's make this let's Rose, some Rose Bowl. Bowl. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Oh, that's good. Um, oh, speaking of. Uh, you missed your J- window to buy Jackson Smith and Jigba. Yeah, I'm sorry. JSN everyone. just like, broke all the records. Uh, I think he just scored another touchdown. <laughs> I mean, so the dude was now, nuts. I think it, it, we need to point a couple of things out. I've been saying Jackson Smith and Jigba was the most talented wide receiver in that room all year. Um, I said it a lot. Um, people thought I was nuts. Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave both agree with me. Um, now and, all the record and books it agree doesn't with mean me. it doesn't mean that Olave and Wilson aren't also fucking. No, amazing. they're awesome. That's the thing is Garrett Wilson might get taken in the top fifteen. Chris Chris Olave is very likely to be either late first, early second in the NFL draft. Jackson Smith and Jigba is the best of the bunch, and I think you missed your window to buy him. Um, because yeah. now he's really expensive and I think it'll cost you Kayshawn Boutte plus. Um, so I would start to look for the next guy and this might be a decent opportunity to, I would, if I was buying from Ohio state, I'd be buying a Mac Buka right now. Mm. Um, I expect Ooh, I like that again, or I think, I think he's really, everyone saw Marvin Harrison, I right? Think, well, that's why I was going to make a joke about buy Marvin Harrison, but he's also probably Marvin. inflated right now. Too. I think his price is a little bit inflated right now. If you're going to make a move for Marvin Harrison, you do it in like midway through next year, because yeah. I do think Egbuka is going to take, um, that number two role at some point during the season. So that's what that would be. I know everyone comes here to listen to what should I buy from Ohio state, right? Buy a Mac Egbuka right now. Cause I think his, his price is probably a little bit lower. So, and uh, don't buy any Oregon Ducks. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm not interested in that offense next year. It's gonna be, oh, it's gonna be rough. Yeah, gonna we're gonna be, be a defense. Oregon's gonna become a defensive team. Um, it's gonna become a Georgia of the Northwest. We're gonna have Bo Nix back there. Which, if Bo Nix starts instead of over Ty Thompson, he will. Hundred percent. I'm so. I don't frustrated. even think that's a debate. <laughs> 
fuck off. I'm not there yet. I am not ready to. I am not ready for that. I, I'm just saying. Mm. I'm not. I'm not even sure that's a you know. Debate. You know, Bo Nix's first game was against Oregon, where he beat us in yeah, like the last. He, like, mm. He's the legend of Auburn. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. On that note, I need to get out of here. I'm getting angry. I'm getting angry. I'm getting upset. I'm getting upset, and we're like months away from this happening. Oh, Ty Thompson, don't leave, baby. We want you for the long haul. But, oh man, it's tough. Anyway, um, Bye, yeah, Buka. there it is. Hey, enjoy the national championship. We'll be back with you at some point. I don't know if we'll be back with you. Oh, I'm in Mexico next week. I'm not going to be here. I won't um, be here for a little bit. We'll take so, a little breather. We'll probably regroup sometime as we get a little bit closer to the NFL draft to talk about some of our favorite prospects. And realistically, it's also C2C draft and um, Debbie draft season. So we'll get you a little bit of info when it comes to those. Yeah, and we'll definitely do a transfer portal update before then, too. Um, yeah. not all of them, the ones that matter. We'll go through every single player one by one and tell <laughs> yeah. you where they landed and tell you why you should probably just fade all of them. Yeah, Josh Pate on his show was talking about like someone needs to do like what they do for the college players entering the draft, like tell them what grade, but like talking about players, like if they should hit the transfer portals. Like, could you imagine being the one doing that job? Like, oh my God, the amount of names would be insane. Yeah, and I, I'm hopeful that this is really the the only year that it gets as absurd as it is right now. I yeah. don't think that'll be the case because I think one of the biggest missed we, whatever we're at college football show. I'll give my, my two cents on this. I think college football players tend to think that they're better than they are. Sure. And whether it be with a little nudging from a coach that doesn't actually want them on their roster anymore, or whether it's someone giving them bad advice, players get stuck in what I call portal purgatory where they end up right effectively they can't go back to their old school because their old school doesn't want them back and they forfeited their scholarship by entering the portal and they're not going to get offered scholarships at the schools they thought they would so you're yeah. going to see a lot i actually think the one of the bigger impacts of the portal is you're going to see d2 fcs is going to get an influx of this real talent um and yep. guys that maybe weren't power five level guys, but maybe would have been like mid tier FBS guys didn't get the opportunities they thought they would because of roster just being too full from the portal. So it, it's an interesting time. I, like I said, I hope, I hope this is the only year where it's like, I think there have been like 450 people entered the portal since the end of the season. So Hopefully this isn't a full-on trend, but if it is, whatever. We'll Screw do it. it. Let them make their decisions. They're technically grown-ups. That's right. All right. We're out. Thank you guys Peace for out. listening. Uh, we'll catch you all later on. Enjoy the games. Or game. Bye.